coming up next on the Digital Marketer Podcast. Yeah, he created these tools and his his because he can use put videos and build his list and do everything as it as it grows, it, it creates this, you know, perpetual cycle of promotion and he's been able to scale his business from zero to over a million dollars in wow. the last 18 months and he's done it without having to change platform without having to add any 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 additional things and he's at that point where he's going okay like what's next how do i go beyond this and, and bigger and he's got a lot of opportunities there but that's an example of someone who just basically because of the platform like he, he probably would have been successful no matter what right like that's that's not the question. The question is, is like, did this make it easier for him? And in his, you know, mm -hmm. honest opinion, it absolutely did. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I am Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer and your host today. Today I have AJ Roberts, the chief revenue officer of Genesis Digital. And we're going to be talking about funnels and some other uh, fun stuff within e-learning, webinars, presentations. So welcome to the show, AJ. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's get into uh, kind of what you guys do specifically at Justice Digital with Kartra and uh, kind of how you guys have evolved into kind of refining the funnel process. Yeah. So, I mean, it all started probably 12 years ago maybe longer, but we were information marketers and basically continuous, continuously were hacking different software, shopping carts, all these different things. And so back then it was just, just like, imagine if you just had this place you could just log into and your entire tech stack was in one place, right? We didn't have to log into a page builder and then log into an email thing and then make sure they were connected and then hire someone for custom code. And so this like, concept started back then because we were having to hire so many different people to do what we wanted to do. Oh, we want to do upsells and, and one-click offers and things like that. And so that was kind of like where it all started. And then we continued on as information marketers and, and you know, I've worked on and off with Genesis Digital is originally it was Andy Jenkins and uh, Mike Fulsame and guys like that. And so as we all evolved and did different things, we'd all come back together and Webinar Jam was created because we were running webinars and ultimately we were like, like go to, uh, go to um, webinars was like getting more expensive. It kept failing. And we were like, man, like we keep maxing this out and, and we're having all these issues. And so when YouTube live came out and you could broadcast to an unlimited amount of people using that, we were like, well, that's great. Except for live video is, is wonderful. Unless you're on a platform that has a million distractions to pull your, your watchers away. And so we created what, I guess, a container that sat on top of, of, you know, 
YouTube Live that gave speakers and information marketers and anyone who wanted to do a presentation and then a presentation and a pitch, basically. We, we were like, oh, what features do we need? Oh, we need to be able to push in engagement features like polls and quizzes and surveys. And at the end, we need to be able to pop, instead of saying like, go to this link, we need to actually pop a button that they can click the link to increase conversions. And so Webinar Jam was a, an absolutely massive uh, success and it's continued to evolve. We have a, a new version coming out very, very soon, which we're excited about as, as webinars continue to evolve. But at the core, it's always been this concept like for the company is, is how do we make online marketing, on, like, how do we make transactions online easier for information marketers, digital marketers, e-com, expert industry people, coaches, consultants, like anybody who wants to package up their knowledge, the knowledge industry, so to speak. And we had a few a few friends who launched page builders and, and funnel builders and things like that, but it just never did everything that we wanted. And we noticed this trend of like, everybody was a, a very minute, they pick a, pick a section like, like email, and that was what it did. And they mm -hmm. do it very, very well. When it was great, but when you connected it to something else, oftentimes it broke and during big launches and things like that wasn't the best thing. So the concept of Kartra came along and I'd actually, I was consulting and, and doing other things and, you know, Kartra evolved and I came back in after it, just after it launched, but they had managed to build this thing that essentially was, you know, the Swiss army knife for for, for marketers who, you know, are selling information, selling knowledge, uh, courses, membership sites, things like that. And started looking at it, holy smokes, like you, we took this idea we had and, and now you've created something that at the core is all interconnected. And so you don't have to worry about like, is this lead going to get tagged properly? And then that communicate back to my email provider and take them off the prospect list and move them to the customer list and all that stuff. It just all happens simultaneously. And so, as you can imagine, it's very complex, but ultimately the whole concept is, is just to be able to take a, someone across their entire customer journey from when they, they don't know who you are to when they're a raving fan and they want to promote you. Right. And like being able to make them an affiliate without having to go to another software. And so we created ultimately a customer journey tool that allows you to market to your, to your customers and, and prospects at every single point and move them along. And, and we have some amazing, you know, features that, you know, we dreamed of having, like if then that sequences, but also triggered by tags, also triggered by action. So it's like, we left nothing, you know, unturned to the mind. It, it's like, okay, like what, what's this crazy stuff we could think of? And, and that's what continues to push the evolution of it. The, the marketplace is, is hot. There's a lot of people in this game and for us, it's always like, okay, like we don't want to, we're a Swiss army knife, but we don't want to be subpar. Like we're not trying to have a page builder that's only 50% as good as the best page builder software in the world. No, we want our page builder to be as good, if not better. How do we make that happen? And so it, it's obviously it doesn't all happen simultaneously. It's it's not all there, but that's the vision. That's the, That's what we strive for. So we're constantly updating, constantly making improvements, constantly getting feedback from our customers and rolling out new features. And it just makes the game of selling online so much easier because now you don't have to buy your domain name and then you go, oh, well, I, I need email now. Okay, I'll buy an email. But I need a website now. Okay, I'll buy it. And, and before long, you have all these different things. you like, it's so overwhelming and so confusing. And so when you can have one place to go, one thing to learn and get really good with it, it, it 
it, it saves you having to do that, do go to different places and have multiple things. And for those that have tech stacks, it saves them thousands a month. And mm-hmm. no, I haven't met anyone that doesn't like to save money. So yeah, it, it's one of those things that it's just like, it becomes a no brainer and a must have. And, and we've seen so many people go from, you know, barely having any business to over a million dollars and they've been able to do it all on the same platform. They haven't that's had fantastic. to go one place and somewhere else. So yeah, that's, that's basically what we do in a nutshell. That's awesome. Well, and I think for people getting started in digital marketing, it's always so overwhelming, like, okay, I need this piece and how does it fit with the, the other piece and, and actually making it because we kind of concentrate on the customer value journey as a overarching strategy. But then all the other components that go in that, that's what makes it complicated. Not what we teach, but the execution. So that's really cool that you integrate all of it into one. I think for for me, I never did that. I always had separate everything. And eventually you get used to it, but it's not ideal because it's still distracting you from hours a day, or maybe not a day, but hours a week at least, of making sure everything fits together. And then there's holes, and you can't identify the holes until you go through the whole process again. So having one platform's fantastic. Of those features, because I know you guys added a ton, what would you say is the most beneficial for people once they get in? They're like, oh my gosh, it does this, and they love it. I Honestly, I think it's the backend stuff because it, it's easy to build a four-page funnel or an email marketing sequence, but it's the ability that if a person opens this email, send them this email or move them to this sequence, if a person lands on this page, like tag them with this and then change where they're at in the back end because we know now, like they've gone to our sales page. So we like now they've gone to our sales page, they decided they didn't want to purchase. So like sending them back to that sales page over and over again, like everybody else doesn't, doesn't make sense, right? We might want to make special offers to them. We might want to reframe that sales presentation in a different way. Maybe, maybe if they, if you have a you know long form sales page, now you send them a VSL. Now you send them a series of videos. Now you put them on a webinar. Like, but like you said, that customer journey. Each person is is it gets to gets different to different places, and to send the same message to someone over and over again, oftentimes just ends up upsetting the person, or they just leave because oh, it's not for me. And so by being able to, with the back end and really creating full scale marketing campaigns and, and you guys, I know, call them the machine, right? The building mm-hmm. your machine, creating a system that like, if someone doesn't open an email, like let's not send them 30 more, yeah. right? Like, like <laughs> let's put, let's move them to a different sequence that like tries to get their attention, gets them open an email, entertains them, gets them engaged again. And I think that that's like the big thing because the page build is great. The, the the broadcast features are great. The sequencing is great, but it's the way it works together. And that's kind of like the magic because now we have something we call BAM, which is behavior adaptive marketing. So like if someone goes to, if someone's a customer and you want to send them to a blog post and you've got a big pitch at the end of the blog post for, for the thing they already have, mm. wouldn't it be nice to have a different thing there? And, no, love- and so those are kind of some of the features that we have because you can use tagging and, and, customer doesn't see this section, they see this section, or non-customer sees the sidebar with the banner ads, but you remove that for the customer. And again, it's just trying to make that relationship have less friction. And we've all been there. It's funny, the, the forced VSL, where you have to watch the entire video sales letter, and you can't purchase, you can't do that. You know, m- marketers and, and m- most people who know what it is hate it because it's like, oh my gosh, like, like I can't click that button, I can't do this, right? And especially if I'm already a customer, 
Like you don't have to force me to watch something I've already purchased from you. But we know the conversions are higher on on for those that have never seen it before or have no idea. So even first time visitors to to next time visitors need a different approach. And mm-hmm. that's where conversion, like when you look at optimization and conversion uh, mastery, I think a lot of businesses miss that component and it's a huge uh, profit hole it for is. them because they're not focused on, okay, like I have this funnel set up. We use that language because everybody knows what it is. We have this funnel set up, but like, how do we now take it and like optimize it? And, it, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily about having a, a thousand new things, but it's like, how do we, someone lands on this page, like we can retarget them with ads, but like now we can feed that information. And so when they come back, like that can then tell our system what, what the, oh yeah, they visited this page. So now we're going to improve that in the system. So we're going to send these and, and you can, you know, tie into SMS marketing and you can do all these different things uh, and the opportunities are endless. But I think that that's where the fun comes in as a business owner, because now all you're doing is like, you've got the race car and you're, you're, you're on the track, but now we're tweaking it every week. How can we go faster? Like mm-hmm. we're looking for the slight edge. We're not looking for that, that home run or hole in one. And I think that like, that's where as, as digital entrepreneurs selling things online, that's where the opportunity comes in for them because you, they don't have to get more traffic to make more money. They don't have to get mm-hmm. more customers to make more money. And so you, you end up looking at your growth and being able to get returns each year, maybe you go 20, 30, 50%, 100% each year. And it's a lot easier because you're not just trying to do it from how do we get more customer acquisition? You know, mm-hmm. How do we optimize this entire process and having a system that allows you to do that and, and create unique customer journeys and, and paths and kind of, it, it's sort of like pick your own adventure, right? It, it, it makes it a lot better and better relationships. And I think that that's where, if we look at marketing where it was 10 years ago versus where it is today, everything's about the relationship now, you know, and, and people are more aware than ever of, of all of the, I guess, tricks and hacks mm-hmm. and all of those things. And, and as their conscious level has, has rose in terms of like being more tuned into marketing and manipulation and, and, and you know, psychology and as they have their own awareness of themselves as well, like impulse buying, like, oh, I shouldn't do that and stuff like that. The game's gotten harder, but it's only gotten harder if we're still using the same tactics we did 10 years ago, which is mass market, try to get everybody and, and don't really focus on those that need us most. And I, I think that that's where we're seeing that shift is people building micro funnels, so to speak, for, mm-hmm. for individuals versus you know one funnel, one, one size fits all, which doesn't seem to quite work unless you're in you know certain niches still, obviously at mass market, but you're talking about like low product prices, very high thing, which is not something that, that too many people are able to master. Yeah. Well, I think the, the adaptive approach and the customized approach, I think that that's huge because people are less patient with say beginner information. And especially if they're already a customer, they don't want to be sold what they already have. Plus they probably already know this stuff. We have, we try to aim for that kind of like moderate to professional level marketer. And they don't need to know the definition of SEO necessarily. <laughs> and they're never going to click on that. Or even if they do click on it, they're not going to click on anything else because it's just so basic. Uh, but I think before on the content side, you're always trying to target that 95% and the 5%. I don't need to worry about them. But what I've seen with, with, I had an agency prior to this is that that's changing. Now people, you know, are just worried about that 30 day result. Now they are thinking long-term, how's my brand look over 
the next five to 10 years rather than just, I want to get the sale right now. And even, even for like Amazon vendors and people like that, they're starting to say, see the same thing. That kind of recurring revenue is a lot more important than just getting some money right now. Yeah. So just, so just with your kind of experience with your clients, could you tell me a story of like, and you don't have to mention the, the brand name or anything, but somebody who kind of went from like zero understanding how this customer journey happens and then really understanding and really killing it on executing a complete funnel, let's say. Yeah. I mean, I just uh, interviewed a guy the other week and when he started, it was, it was right in the beginning of COVID. He lost his job and, and he, he had been, I guess, dabbling. We have a lot of dabblers where it's like mm-hmm. they, they might have been making a little bit of money here and there online for a long time, but they've never gone all in, right? Because they've had that safety net. And when you have a family and things like that, it's very difficult to give that up. But anyway, COVID forced his hand, so to speak. And he said, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to make this thing work. But he he didn't really know what to do. And so when he started, he had no list. He had you know no products or anything like that. And what he created, and, and this is just something that's the basic marketing, give people what they want, right? Give people what they want, sell them what they want, deliver what they need, and you have a successful business. And he saw, oh, okay, like during the pandemic, there's so many people that are entering that coach consultant space. There's so many people who maybe have, have been life coaches on the side or fitness coaches in a gym who are now transitioning online. What can I create for them? And so he started to create done for you products, so to speak. So for example, he created 365 social media inspirational posts. So like just copy, copy and paste. And so his whole concept was like, how do we, these people want to get clients, but they have to do marketing, but most of them don't have the time, right? It's that if if you've ever been a coach or as with running an agency, like Oftentimes you get clients and if you don't have anyone to help you, you, you get stuck doing delivery and then all of a sudden you don't have any new clients coming in. Yep. And so when you lose somebody, it's like, oh, now I got to start. And it's like this very start stop approach to marketing. Mm-hmm. Roller so coaster. He just, yeah, he created these tools and his, his, because he can use, put videos and build his list and do everything as it, as it grows, it, it creates this, you know, perpetual cycle of promotion. And he's been able to scale his business from zero to over a million dollars in the last 18 months. And he's done it without having to change platform, without having to add any, any, any additional things. And he's at that point where he's going, okay, like what's next? How do I go beyond this and and bigger? And he's got a lot of opportunities there, but that's an example of someone who just basically because of the platform, like he, he probably would have been successful no matter what, right? Like that's, that's not the question. The question is, is like, did this make it easier for him? And in his, you know, mm-hmm. honest opinion, it absolutely did because what allowed him to do was focus on what he did and not have to worry about, okay, like when my list gets to this size, like how do I, like I got to move off this platform or like when I need an help desk or when I need to activate the affiliate program, I need to go. It's like, it's all there. And mm-hmm. that's something that I always say, like Kach grows with you. It's like your first employee and you, and then your second and you, because it allows you to expand as you start. When you're just getting started, you might just need uh, an email capture, right? So you need, mm-hmm. you, you want to build a list, you, you're going to drive traffic, you need a landing page, and you're going to capture emails. You might not even have your product yet, right? And so that you can start there, and then as soon as that ready to activate the product, boom, you set up your product, you pre-sell it to the list before you've even created it, you, they buy it, now you, now you go and, and present live every week, film that course, then you build the membership site, it's all right there. And 
I think that that's like, it just makes it easier when you don't have to suddenly start worrying about all that stuff. And so I think that that's one of those stories and, and we have many like that, but that one sticks out the most to me because he literally, it was like, okay, I'm going to give this thing a go and boom, just I hit it out of the park. And he is only his products. He said are between 37 and 97, he has nothing that's It'll more than that. And so now he's looking at like launching other stuff on the back end of that yeah. to scale to eight figures. But that's the magic of something. When you, when you get something down, all you want to be able to do is focus, focus, focus. How do we optimize? How do we make this better? And he was able to do that because he can look at his statistics. He can look at his, you know, analytics and say, okay, I'm getting this much traffic, but this page isn't converting. Okay. Like let's do a four way split test with this. And you could do it all through Kartra. It's not like you have to go oh, buy now a split test software that sits over the top. So yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I think that you want something. And I think you, it's hard as a, as a, I don't want to say newbie, but someone who's new to shopping cart software or any marketing tools online to know in the beginning what you're going to need in the end. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we build it for us. Like we use it. And I know you guys use it for some of your products and mm -hmm. um, offerings, but like we, we build it for us and we're one of our biggest clients. And so if, yeah. you know, if things don't work for us, we're like, okay, we have to develop that. And that those are the kind of, that's how we continuously assess, I guess, break our own system, right? Yeah. By, by, by using it and, and by forcing ourselves to use it. And there is times you, we have to use uh, different integration tools to, to allow us to do what we need to do at the size we're at to make sure our customers don't. Uh, have any it doesn't affect the customer but mm -hmm. ultimately it's like okay this is a temporary solution while we build this or develop this or create this because we want someone to be able to go from from an from complete zero to enterprise level without having to bounce around because in my experience and and i've had many companies and and scaled a lot of different things there's nothing worse than having to move everything from one place to another mm -hmm. it takes longer than it should costs more money and usually something breaks somewhere because is this once you're set up it's just so hard to do that and it is possible but it, it's something that as a business owner it's going to be a huge cost to you and and the return isn't going to come for a long time so sometimes it's nice to just be able to sit back and say, oh, no, this can handle it. I'm not going to yeah. have to worry and, and, and move. So when I was just talking to a, 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 a team yesterday that they've got a, a launch plan, they expect to do about $50 million during their launch, one of the biggest launches, and, and they've done some tests and, and cracked eight figures in their tests. So we were just going through some of the requirements just to make sure. And there's three things that were like, we just need to check on this. And it's like, yeah, we, let's uh, get together and, and make sure we can do that. But how how we measure ourselves is like could the biggest businesses come over and if they can't why not and what do we need mm -hmm. to, to improve and of course that trickles down to the to the the beginner person because now they've got everything there and then they say oh what's this okay like what are affiliates maybe i should learn about this affiliate stuff and they learn about it and it's like oh i have that i can just activate it mm -hmm. i don't have to go and, and sign up for anything else so it's uh i think it's something no, that people, people really enjoy that's huge. Well, and, and the fact that you guys actually use it yourselves, it sounds obvious, like using your own products, but there's a lot of companies that just develop a product or let their developer team develop the product and then they sell it and they get people to use it, but they don't actually use it themselves, which is unique. I remember back when I used to do a lot of fitness companies and I had a company that was developing a fitness tracking watch that could actually track how many push-ups you do and how many squats you do, everything like that. I met their whole team. And they didn't have one trainer or fitness professional on their entire, in their company, period. So it was all these 
tech nerds developing a fitness product that was very specific on exercise technique with no consulting <laughs> and they didn't exercise. So it was, it was this disparity and they ultimately, I don't know what happened to them, but I don't think they made it because how could you make something if you can't use the product yourself? So that's huge for you guys. It's sometimes it's frustrating because of, because we do, we do find that we do break our own system. We do find all the limitations, right? And sometimes the changes are so have such little impact on someone who is only making maybe a thousand dollars a month part-time income online that we have to weigh, you know, time frames. Okay, when we do this, but to me, it's we're lucky enough to have guys like Frank Kern and and Rowan Frazier and people like that who will, will who give us feedback, and and that's such valuable because these these different industry experts are are using tools for different things and they're testing across the board and, and they're inundated with people coming to them say hey use my i'll give you free access to this and, and that and, and it's nice to have you know people in your corner that that have a different mindset like you say than a developer mindset mm -hmm. who who aren't just they're not just customers they, they are using different platforms and and being exposed to different things and then and then they're sharing with us like if you guys did this or if this feature you have operated like that and then it starts this whole process and it's kind mm -hmm. of like having the marketer's mind you can see okay i could see oh that makes total sense and, and so again it's in, improving that customer journey at the same time as, as making a tool for ourselves that works better and, and brings us more revenue as a company that's awesome well and i think again you guys using it testing it and those little little changes you make it seems like oh well, nobody's even going to notice we did this but over time, the, the refining the product into exactly what people want happens with those small changes rather than the big giant update. Actually, in regards to that, I don't know if you saw the new meta commercial for, for Facebook, but they're shooting big. It's, but to, to me, it looks like a concept car where it's like, Hey, are things crap right now? But look at this. And you're like, you haven't executed the little thing yet. Like yeah. you're still. It reminds screwing. me. Of, it reminds me of the Cybertruck by Tesla. I put my deposit down two years. Oh, I, ago I'm getting one of those, no matter what. <laughs> so, so, still, still waiting for like they, they haven't even got production. So, but yeah, I think that's what it takes. It takes a takes the ability, and and a lot of these visionaries get made fun of and things like that. But but you have to disrupt yourself, and that's something that we're we're fully aware of. So we just got back from Vegas and have, looking at the future, like in the next three to five years, where do we want to be? And I can't really share what we went over, but it's essentially like where we are today, we, it won't even look the same. Mm -hmm. And because we see where the market is going, we see where demands are going, we see what people want, what they use, and we go, okay, like we understand how to take this thing we have and, and like continuously evolve and adapt it. And, and I think it takes not holding on to the a lot of companies will put their you know stake in the ground and say no this is who we are and i think you have to say that like you have to stand for something and you you, you have to have your idea for us it's simplifying business online and that's really like one of the driving mantras it's like making it so that my mom your mom a grandma can can like do this and if if that's the goal that it, that it becomes so simple then Okay, how do we how do we adapt that platform? But at the same mm -hmm. time, knowing that once someone starts, once they have success, they they need all this other stuff. And so it's it's having the ability to look at yourself and say, like, okay, here's where we are, but where do we need to go and what do we need to create or do or change? And then how do we do that in the best way? And I think that that's something that companies like Tesla and 
meta now and alpha mm-hmm. it's like a, like they're they're able to do like and, and i remember um growing up in england richard branson was like a huge icon and i was lucky enough to with when i was working with yannick silver to go to necker island and, and spend time with richard but what i realized was virgin is like that's his like his core values his personality is virgin and Mm -hmm. virgin was a record company like that's what it started as and now they airlines and trains and gyms and they have a ridiculous amount of businesses that they've 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 launched and sold and still have and and you look at it and you go when you walk into a virgin branded company whether it's the airline whether it's the hotels there there's an experience that happens and it's Mm -hmm. an extension of, of of richard but it's he was able to embody this fun like this 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 energy and and put it into his company and you go like how do we do the same thing so that whether it's webinar jam ever webinar cartra or whatever else comes out from us like people have that same process of like oh my gosh these guys really make it super simple for me to be successful and Mm -hmm. that that's come something that we look at it and we say, what is our, what is our brand and who do we stand for and, and how do we communicate? And these are all things that all businesses should do, right? Like every single business should look at it because let's be honest, like you might be in the knowledge industry now selling selling a course, but will you be able to sell that course in, in 100 years? You, might, you may, you may not, right? Like things may evolve. Mm-hmm. Things like SEO might not exist. So things will go out of business, but like that doesn't mean you have to go out of business, right? Like how do you pivot? How do you change? How do you shift? And that comes down to like who you are as a company. And, and that's something that like we feel strongly about and, and we strive to help others do. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what's stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Yeah, well, I think it's it's interesting too because I think people think that that development happens because of money. They think, okay, well, I would do that if I had this much funding and so on and so forth. But I think what the whole space race, the corporate space race, has proven is that the development happens. Money is an important factor, but it's just one factor. So you have Elon Musk and and SpaceX who's developing their Starship, which sounded ridiculous at first, and they blew up a bunch of crap. And then they just kept on developing and changing and, and pretty affordably because they, they incorporated the revenue model into development versus Blue Origin and Bezos, where it's like, hey, we could go 50 miles up and come straight down and there's no real commercial function to this. 
it's just a pet project of a billionaire. And even for, I know you like Branson, but that the, his spaceship was like, it's, it's like a tourist thing. Applicability to, to commercial is kind of there, but not, it wasn't the focus. It was really, I want to go to space and this is how I'm going to do it. And those were both hugely funded. If you take that money factor out, the, the investment factor and just say, Hey, this is the culture, the culture of evolution and growth and development. And this is just what we do because we want to keep giving our customers what we need and what you guys need too, since you're actually using the product. I think that's a, that's a real huge thing to understand and you guys sound like you're nailing it these companies the great thing with these companies is they have these ideas and it's not like you know elon had the idea richard had the idea and they funded it through basically pre-sales right and so a lot of people listening might have an idea for something and and they'll make the mistake of okay i'm going to create this thing i'm going to create a course i'm going to create a membership i'm going to create a newsletter whatever it is and and they'll create it and then they'll try to sell it. Mm-hmm. And if you if you watch what what's happening with these different things, and we talked about the Cybertruck earlier, but like it was a pre-sale and it was a pre-sale to run money. I'm going to put a truck out. I'm going to have people put a deposit down. Then I'm going to take that number, go to the bank and say, this many people have agreed to buy my product, loan me the money so I can create the product. And it, it's a, it's a, it's a very simple process. You have an idea. If you have an audience, you have to test the idea to the audience. If they pay for it, go ahead and do it. And, and I always tell people the easiest way to create a course, pre-sell it, say, hey, I'm trying to put this thing together. And maybe you have to do a webinar and bring everybody on the webinar and share what you're going to do and pitch it at the end. But then each week, go live on a webinar, teach it, do a Q&A, and then film the whole thing. And then now you do it live over the next eight weeks. And you were paid to create it. And now you have a course that you can go sell that you were paid to create. You already have feedback. You already have customers. And so... I think that like that's if, if if people pay attention, a lot of people will switch off because they are billionaires and they think, oh, that things work differently for them. But if you actually pay attention, a lot of them are doing very basic things that you and I or anybody could could deploy in. And, it, and it's like, OK, have, have an audience of people that like you. And mm-hmm. then and then from there, figure out, like, how do we sell them something that we haven't even created yet? What's the idea? And we see this with Kickstarter and all these different things, right? Like the fund the idea we haven't seen it so much when it comes to course creators or consultants packaging up their their knowledge but there's no reason it couldn't there's no reason that that if you have a market you could test it and even if you have a small audience 200 people can you get a can you get two, one two three people to purchase and if you can you're on to something right you exactly. can sell it but if if nobody will buy what you're selling and the, from those who know you and already know you and have relationship you have none of those people are interested you're probably barking up the wrong tree and you need to like rethink about your ideas and that's that's where people get in trouble and so um you know we veered off topic a little bit but i think it's important to say because i just think that so many people have an opportunity right now in front of them being that everybody is now online and digital and you know prime time tv being some guy in his apartment right telling mm-hmm. you the news because of covid and so <laughs> if, if anything positive came out of the pandemic this barrier between professionalism and expertise has been absolutely shattered and so now if you can go live and you can broadcast or you you can you know communicate with an audience like they are more likely now than ever to to want to support you and we've seen that with sites like i think it's the patreon and things mm-hmm. like that where where youtubers who aren't making money have gone and, and created these and then they've got supporters and it's phenomenal there's so many different ways now to make money online there's just really if you want to 
you can. And I think that that's kind of the, 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 the magic that's happening at this point. Who knows where it will be, you know, Maybe we'll just be selling stuff in the meta, but well, that uh, would, well, the thing is, I've I've actually thought about that whole situation. Well, I'll touch on your points first. The I think the access of technology has really changed your ability to launch whatever you want, and then also people, especially business owners, because I I worked in kind of custom websites and brand development, which is a lot of work and requires creativity and doing all the stuff, but that sells business owners like. A lot of small business people or people who don't even have businesses think like, well, if this isn't refined and if it's not super cool looking and if I, you know, don't think it looks as good as for fitness companies with Nike or Under Armour, then I'm lame. It's like, no, nobody cares <laughs> or they care a little bit, but not, not as much as you think. Just get out there and start doing things. But the other point you said about the meta, because I, I actually had this vision for like future websites because that's what I did. And I was like, I think it could get back into kind of the brick and mortar space where if it was augmented reality, going into a website wouldn't be a flat panel where it's essentially a brochure with some videos, but instead talking to somebody virtually or talking to AI virtually. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I imagine it's like you got your your headset on or whatever, and you and you go shopping, right? So you, there's going to be digital malls you walk into, and there's the you go in the Versace store and the, and the Gucci store and whatever, and but there's also going to be course creator store, right? And you mm-hmm. walk in and maybe it's when you go into like Best Buy, they have the home theater section. You can sit on a couch and like listen to the music and stuff. Maybe that's what it is. They sit down and mm-hmm. it's like they're watching the VSL, which is like this movie on a screen. And it's like, it's like they're in the theater, right? And and we're seeing more. And my, my friend Jeremy kind of created this sales umentary where, where it's like it, it's this documentary but it's a sales letter right and mm-hmm. we're seeing more of that take off that style of video and, and it's this hybrid entertainment education and, and and sales but i think that like i have another friend rob who sells and he he's an artist he's an incredible artist and he used to i got a lot of his art but he, he switched over to when now where he creates nf nfts right uh-huh. and um what he'll do if you, you buy the nft you can also buy an original print right that's up to you nice. but in the beginning, I was like, I don't understand this. Like, why would someone just want like a digital piece of art that they pay for that? Like, it's not, there's a digital print, but anybody could just copy and paste it. And what I realized was is that it, it, it's going to be where, in a, in a sense that, and I don't know if I'd ever participate in this, but you're going to be in a virtual reality and you could be able to go over to your buddy's house and hanging in his house in this virtual reality is this piece of artwork right mm-hmm. and and it's the original and and it's like a status thing right it's going to be mm-hmm. like this is going to be the way to flex online so like what used to be the rolex as a as a symbol or the 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 rolls royce or whatever like in the virtual world we're going to have the same things but but like and people are have already proven concept that people will pay these prices. So it's not like this virtual to reality, there's a price difference. Like, oh, nope, if you want that in the virtual world, you're gonna have to pay for that. And so I think that that's what we're seeing with that NFT market. And I think you're gonna see it come across in everything. You're gonna have you know, your, your, your virtual stores where you're buying clothes, virtual clothes, mm-hmm. but also you can actually have that in real life, right? So, so I purchased the suit and I get the virtual suit, the Armani suit or whatever, or the yeah. Tom Ford suit, and then shows up at my door is the real one. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, it's this dual purchase and, and you, it might be more expensive. It might be an upsell. Right. Like, but ultimately, like we have to start thinking like that in terms of like 
where where could we go and how would we evolve individually? And and I have a few friends who are doing it, and I'm still trying to figure it all out. But it's it's definitely this um, you know opportunity if you're in digital marketing, online marketing, like it, it's a new sales platform, it's a new place. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, so and to the, ignore it is not not smart. <laughs> well, and the neat thing is, if it did develop that way, then all these in person skills will then now translate into online skills, but your ability to sell and present in person are now much yeah. more valuable. And, and with your point on the, the digital kind of NFT space, what's funny is we've already done this. I don't know if you remember the game First Life, but... No, I, I'm not a big gamer. That's... Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this was... Well, it wasn't really a game. It was kind of like uh, Sim Life or any of those games okay. that you see, Yeah, except you were the avatar and you could buy hats and clothes but it was all pixelated it was like minecraft because it was back in the 2000s but people yeah. were already doing it and creating their environments it was very much like what i think we're going towards except it was just like the the bitmap you know version of it where there, there's no detail well, think, but it's there yeah I, and i think that that's why like there's a certain generation i mean, I mean internet was new for me but it was new early enough where you fully adopt it but there's, we still, there's a huge amount of population and even worldwide that like don't have the stuff. And so I think when they think of this metaverse, they think of Minecraft, right? And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and let's be honest, some of the NFTs that have sold are looking like, look like that, right? These yeah. Punks and so, <laughs> like, you go, what the hell? What? Right? But, but like, when you look at video and I'm not, like I said, I'm not a gamer, but I, I've seen the video game technology and it, I mean, the movies like the digital cartoons now they're not drawings they're it's all digital like Mm -hmm. these things are getting so realistic that like the the this virtual world is not going to for a lot of people it's there's going to be a difficulty between what's reality what's virtual right when they plug in right and that that was a whole different conversation on like the health and safety of like mental health well you get into the creation of people i don't know if you've seen the ai generated faces yeah but they look oh yeah super real uncanny. like the, it's, un- yeah. it's uncanny right so but take that concept right we used we, we used to leave our homes we get on a plane we travel across the country to go to an event with 600 people next week we're i'm at scalable and then and then war room right and there, there's a piece of that i personally enjoy i personally enjoy, i'm an introvert but yet i enjoy going to these events but not everybody can do that, mm-hmm. right? But imagine if for those that aren't able to make that trek, that they can put a headset on and be in that room and it look and feel like they're there. And almost the mind can't tell the difference. Now, mm-hmm. from the presenter from stage, if you're presenting and, and, and you have an offer that you're sharing with the audience to, to help them, I'm now participating fully, right? And and I can and, and choose to to move forward or not in my journey with you versus currently like, okay, there's live streams and I can tune in. But for me during COVID, when the events happened on zoom and stuff like that, it's like, I got stuff to do and I'm at home. I'm in my own environment. Yeah. And so like I, I, I didn't attend all day. I didn't have full. And then there was no, there was breakout rooms to like network with people, but like, I know I'm going to go get my own food. And so it just yeah, it wasn't the same. But the same. if you're, a, if you're in that augmented reality, and you can actually interact with someone who is there. Like the, the possibilities are endless and it's exciting. And, and, and I think that we're going to see some, some big shifts in, in the digital marketing space because we usually early adopters. We're usually some, some of the first to get in there. And a lot of things won't work out, but 
assumptive will and 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 we will be there and 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 we'll figure out how to leverage it and, and use it to to our advantage to help help as many people as possible by sharing our own expertise and knowledge you know no i think we could yeah definitely next time you're on the podcast we'll get deep into the future of digital marketing and and websites i can talk about that all day but thank you so much for coming on i think if any small business owner just wants a, a full stack solution and is tired of bouncing around between active campaign and mailchimp and whatever else definitely look up kartra and where can they find more information or what what's the first step they could take to kind of get more information about what you guys do yeah, I would just go to Katra.com and, and, and check it out and, and watch the videos there and it, it will lead you on the path. And, and uh, we got retargeting ads set up so you won't get away. That's there 100% <laughs> often. We'll show up nice. in your newsfeed and everything like that. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, that's, that's how we do it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.